What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rest of Season Rankings Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Seifter, and I am joined, as I am all the time, <laughs> by my co-host, Lauren Arbach. All the time. That's what I like to hear. I don't want any cheating, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you and me forever. <laughs> there you go. We should get like one of those. Until we, um, hit, until we hit superstardom and everyone, you exactly. know, we're like... We're hosting like the fantasy football hour on Fox or something. Uh, <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. We should get one of those, um, you know, those kind of it was like old school, like heart, like necklaces or something where it's like broken and like you get half and I get half and we could be like um, podcast buddies forever sort of thing. Podcast mates. What do, I don't know. what. what how would our call. significant others feel about that? <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know. But it, this is just the podcasting world, you know, so um, not a real life, you know. That's so I true. think I think our That's I think true. our partners, you know, they'd be fine, you know. I, I I'm on board. I, you know, I'm not much of a jewelry person, mm-hmm. but you know, well, for we, the sake of uh, our podcasting bond, I would I would wear it. We could always go the tattoo route instead. If oh you don't god, wear I'm even less of a tattoo person. <laughs> no, no, I know. I was kidding. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to pollute my body with any of that ink. There you go. I know. No. I don't know. I'm All taking right. a stand. Apparently, I get. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just giddy today. I'm in a good mood. You want to know why? Why? Tell me. Because I made two fantasy trades I before gonna... I even took my daughter to school. I knew morning. that this was going to be a trade-related answer. I was like, he's going to be excited because I did see, I think, one of your trades. So, um, yeah, anyways. one of them is in <laughs> yeah. the league we're in together. Yeah. yeah. So that one was, uh, I, I got DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. so um, basically a friend of mine who's in the league uh, is scrambling to try to sneak into the playoffs he he kind of needs to win out basically mm-hmm. so he um and he's he has aaron jones so he lo- he he's down a running back mm-hmm. and he was kind of in a hole he really needs a running back this week um so he was trying to make a deal with me where he initially wanted deandre swift and he would give me aaron jones mm-hmm. um and he was willing to swap hopkins with rashad bateman as part yeah. of that deal um but I just I couldn't stomach the Swift Aaron Jones swap because I'm just I'm a little worried that Aaron Jones might come back to like a pretty even committee and I, I just I actually prefer Swift rest of mm-hmm. season so um, I just didn't want to do that part of it but I was it did get my mind thinking about what I could offer him mm-hmm. so I came up with Daryl Williams and Bateman for Hopkins so yeah. uh, you know Hopkins I expect to sit out this week and then they're on bye next week so I think he comes back healthy down the stretch and they have a great playoff schedule. So uh, I was pretty excited to add him. I now have like the best wide receiver group I've ever had in a fantasy league. I think it's uh <laughs> Devonte Adams, jo- uh-huh. Justin Jefferson, Amari Cooper and Deandre Hopkins. Uh, oh, yeah. So that's so pretty that's, good, right? I think, I think, I think that that warrants a good mood, you know? Yeah. And then, and then in my, in a different league, it's a keeper league. So I've been um, waiting to see if I was going to be a buyer or a seller. And I decided this week to go in, go all in. So uh, a couple days ago, I traded, um, you know, this is a league where you keep four players and then you start drafting in the fifth round. I think mm-hmm. I mentioned it before. So I traded my seventh and ninth round picks oh, yeah. uh, to get uh, Jalen Hurts and Josh Jacobs the other day. Mm-hmm. And then t- this morning, I traded my eighth round pick and getting. Uh, an 11th back along with T Higgins. So mm-hmm. um, I, I kind of did like the, in that league, I sort of did like the, the mid range buy, you know, I didn't like trade my top picks for like stars, but I traded my mid level picks for like pretty good players. So yeah. I'm, 
because I already have like Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Elijah Mitchell. I have some good players in that league. So you add Hertz and Higgins and Josh Jacobs into the mix, and I feel like I might be onto something. Well, there you go. I think that I think that both those trades sound sound good. Um, and I know you're like you you like to trade, and um, so this is good. I think this well, is, yeah. I don't actually like to trade. It makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm like. Like, you know, we have a mutual friend, uh, Ben. He likes to trade. Yes. He loves to trade. Yeah. There are people that love to trade. Mm-hmm. I am not one of those people. I get I get anxious about it, mm-hmm. but it's like it's one of these things where I've trained myself to realize that I have to do it. I like, you know, I'm putting myself at a competitive disadvantage if I don't enter the arena and make trade offers. So um, I've gotten better at it, uh, you know, uh, over the years, become more comfortable making deals. I mean, for me, it's easiest when it's like there's a clear need for one person and a clear need for the other, and it just matches up mm-hmm. well. Um, I don't like making trades where it's like all based on, you know, thinking a guy's like underrated and another guy's overrated, and it's going to like, you know, you're buying low and selling high. Like, uh, I've written a lot of articles advising people about that, but me personally, I get I get cold feet a lot of time about those kind of trades. Yeah, no, I think though, I I guess when I say I know you, I you like to trade. I would say that, um, you know, I know that you're hesitant, but when you do trade, I think it's you know, like you say, it's um, I feel like you oftentimes come away and you're very happy with the deals because you don't trade that often, even though. Um, you know, it's basically, you know, I think that you know how to, you're good with strategy, and when you walk away with um, players, I think that you're happy with it for, for good reason. So, yeah. Oh, well, thank you. That's yeah, good. I think that, yeah, I mean, I, I give it a lot of thought, mm-hmm. so I know exactly what it is I'm trying to accomplish with mm-hmm. the trade. I don't I don't trade just to trade, you know. Right. It's like I need to know exactly what I'm trying to accomplish and feel like it's relatively low risk for me mm-hmm. uh, in order to be willing to do it. Yeah. That's uh, good news. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so so I'm happy. Uh, hopefully, I will remain happy by winning my fantasy matchups this weekend. Hopefully, you will as well, and all of our listeners will. Yep. And to aid in that effort, we are going to do our usual Thursday thing here. We're going to run through every week 11 matchup for fantasy purposes, breaking it down. Um, and please uh, check out our website, rosrankings.com. Uh, we've got our updated rest of season rankings there. Uh, we will also be posting our start sit articles by the end of the week so that uh, we can give you a little bit more advice about the players we particularly like and don't like uh, this weekend. Yeah. Um, but let's get started with the Thursday night matchup. Uh, yeah. It is the Patriots traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Um, I mean, the Falcons are kind of a mess right now with yeah. injuries. Um, they're coming off a really, really bad performance against the Cowboys, but you know, if we've learned anything this season, it's that there's no rhyme or reason to anything. So teams can look terrible one week and great the next. Uh, I mean, that, that Cowboys team had just got humiliated by the Broncos, and then they humiliate the Falcons. So, and the and the Patriots just humiliated the Browns. So maybe that means the Falcons are going to humiliate the Patriots now. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I think that that pay it forward humiliation may stop with Atlanta and <laughs> and the Patriots. I yeah. It's hard you know? to see that happening. It's just like yeah. I, I'm just. Like, just because I see no way for it to possibly happen, doesn't that mean it will happen? Right. Yeah. 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 I don't don't know. I think this is – I still – I'm very wary of this Atlanta offense at at this point. And I think that outside of of Kyle Pitts, there's just – I don't really trust anyone. And I know that, you know, um, Cordell Patterson has been practicing, but I think he's also been designated, uh, you know, game time 
decision. And even yep. if he plays, I mean, how he's not going to, it's not going to be like a hundred percent Patterson, I don't think. Um, so I don't know. I'm really wary of everyone outside of Pitts um, in terms of, of, of the Falcons. Um, how about you? Yeah. I mean, Patterson is like, well, Patterson's the one that's like a really <clears throat> tough call because mm-hmm. he's just been so good this season. Like it's very hard to sit him if he's active, but um, you know, it really does come down to what your other options are. Um, and also just sort of like the reports that come out pregame, you know, mm-hmm. like, is it, is it like, is there any indication he's going to be on a snap count? Is there, uh, is, is it like he's fully cleared and feeling great? You know, like we're going to have to like go off things like that right. to some extent, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you have a great option, like an RB one or a wide receiver one, you can replace him with, and obviously just sit him no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have like an RB two or a wide receiver two, then I do feel like it kind of comes down to what what those reports sound like, like how positive they are, you know? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, um, you know, I generally try to avoid risk, like I said, with the trade discussion. And so if I have a pretty good co- option I feel comfortable with, I probably would just sit Patterson. Yeah. But um, I feel like a lot of people don't won't have that luxury, you know, because he's been, you know, he's been one of the best players in fantasy this year. And, and, he, and a lot of teams are riding him to mm-hmm. where they are now. So um, it's going to be a tough call for a lot of people, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think that that's right. Um... Yeah, and then I guess um, kind of flipping over to uh, the Patriots, you know, it looks like Damian Harris, you know, he cleared the concussion protocol. Uh, looks like he will return, but, you know, the question is to what extent. You know, Ramondre Stevenson played really well um, last week, and he's had a couple of good weeks. And, you know, we've talked about this, how he's probably played himself into more um, playing time, really, moving forward. And so... Um, you know, like I said, you know, there's not a lot of offense to go around with the Patriots, but the one thing I'm kind of looking at is this backfield usage this week. And, you know, maybe we can get a clearer picture of how a Harris and Stevenson backfield will look. I say it like that because, mm-hmm. you know, it's Belichick and you have no idea, but, you know, week to week. But I think this may be our first glimpse of seeing how this will, will, will look, I guess, you know. Yeah, I mean – We've had a couple glimpses, though. I mean, I, you know, Brandon Bolton is still part of this picture, too. Mm-hmm. He's questionable for this game, but I think he's he's fully expected to play. So, um, you know, I would feel a lot better about both Harris and Stevenson if Bolden was inactive, but I just don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. So then it, it's just kind of a guessing game. I mean, I still think Harris is the best option of the three uh, for this matchup, but I don't feel quite as confident in him as I did before last week you know or even two weeks ago because Stevenson actually has had two really good games in a row now so it's just getting a little bit messier and this is what I've been talking about all season Lauren you know this is the Patriots this is uh, Stevenson can do pretty much everything Harris can do while also being a better pass catcher so uh, I just don't I you know I don't think that Bill Belichick cares about our fantasy teams he does not (laughs) and (laughs) no I mean he's just gonna do whatever he wants to do Josh Mm -hmm. McDaniels and him you know so uh, I think it's a little riskier the good news is I I see this as an extremely run heavy game script for the Patriots I think their defense is a great play in this game I think that uh, really there's room for Harris and Mm -hmm. Stevenson to both have good games um, I would still probably rather play those guys than any of their wide receivers. I mm-hmm. mean, you could make a case for Jacoby Myers versus Stevenson maybe, but um, I really think the running backs are the better options. But um, I just I, I, I don't have Harris or Stevenson in my top 20 running backs mm-hmm. this week because I just think there's too much uncertainty there. I, I feel like Harris is like a, high, a low-end RB2 this week, and 
Stevenson's more like an RB3 flex option, like a boomer bust, high upside, low floor kind mm-hmm. of guy. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all of that. And I it will be interesting, though, because I think it will be a, a run-heavy game. And they're, they're still, even though, you know, I think their values may be depressed a little bit, they're still, I think they're, they're, can be enough volume to go around between the two of them so and I, I do like the call that I I would prefer um, you know them over a you know Jacoby Myers in this in this game yeah or even a Hunter Henry who seems to like yeah. always find the end zone I mean he I think he's does. a yeah. solid starter and tight you know if you're if you have been looking for that tight end I mean mm-hmm. he seems like he's locked he's locked into that like tight end 10 to 12 mm-hmm. range at this point you know yeah, yeah. but all right, let's move on to the 1 o'clock games on Sunday. Uh, we'll start with Houston traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. This is 8-2 and two team versus a 1-8 and eight team. Uh, mm-hmm. So, unsurprisingly, uh, the Titans are favored by 10. The over-under on this one is relatively low at 44.5. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I, I feel like my favorite play in this game, to be honest, is probably the Titans' defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think they're the number one defense uh, in – fantasy this week they've been playing really great football and this is just a great matchup especially because they're at home mm-hmm. um so you know i i don't know i mean the running back situation in tennessee to me feels kind of like a mess right mm-hmm. now I, yeah. I i feel like deonta foreman's the one you probably want to start if you're starting one of them but i can't put him any higher than an rb3 yeah same and i think that's the thing that i'm kind of most interested in in this game is that tennessee um you know backfield and how these two are going to be used, you know, um, I think people thought this was just going to be AP's job and uh, it's not. And this is a really good, this is a really good week, uh, though, for, for both of them, um, you know, in terms of they, you could see like a heavy dose of running, I think, between the two of them. Um, but I, I agree with that. I think that they are both, they're probably close to me in the rankings as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that they are, uh, you know, I consider them both RB3s as well this week. Yeah. And then, you know, A.J. Brown has had a very, very up and down season, but mm-hmm. uh, he has a great track record of torching the Texans. So oh, okay. uh, this could this could be like a get right matchup for mm-hmm. him to get back on track. You know, I feel like he just might this just might be what A.J. Brown is. This season is like, you know, 30 yards, one game, 130 and two touchdowns the next. Mm-hmm. Like and maybe this is one of those 130 and two kind of a game. Yeah. Do you think we'll see? Uh, do you think Marcus uh, is it Marcus Johnson will uh, make any noise in this one? He could. He yeah. could. I mean, like I said in the waiver wire show, I'm not like bullish on buying the number two receiver for Tennessee right now because I just don't think there's enough juice in mm-hmm. that ten in that passing game to be super excited about it. But um, he could certainly pop off. I mean, it's yeah. you know, it's obviously a favorable matchup, and I do think he is getting those Julio Jones snaps. Yeah. So. Um, you know, he's going to be on the field a lot. I would expect him to get at least like five or seven targets mm-hmm. in this game. So there's definitely potential there. Yep. Uh, and then on the Houston side, I mean, I feel like we always say it's Same just Brandon old. Cooks, yep. right? Um, <laughs> is that old. still the case for you? I mean, I, what, are you? What about Tyrod Taylor as a streamer at quarterback? Do you have any interest I mean, in that? I think I wouldn't be surprised if. Um, Tyrod uh, gains a little ground. He still is more, you know, he is, I think, you know, QB2, obviously. But, um, you know, uh, he, there's some play there. You know, I mean, you can – the Tennessee defense has 
um, I think picked up recently, but uh, he's, he's one of those kind of sneaky mobile uh, quarterbacks as well. And um, there isn't a lot going on in terms of the Houston offense and it's, it's a plus matchup for him. Um, but I still would kind of have him probably around <clears throat> QB 20. Actually, I don't know where I have him exactly, but yeah, I have him even a little lower than that. Okay. Actually. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, the Tennessee defense, you can't really just look at the season long numbers cause they have been so much better for like in the last month mm-hmm. or so they, yeah. uh, their pass rush is ferocious and, you know, so maybe, maybe Taylor is able to scramble and pick up some yards with his legs, but um, I, I would I would only consider him in a two QB league. Yeah. I don't, I don't oh, think yeah, he, sure. he's pretty he's a ways off from like streaming consideration in, mm-hmm. in a single QB format. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, Baltimore traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ravens favored by five over under of forty six points. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you looking for in this one? Well, I'm interested in this game. One, I want to see what Chicago looks like coming out of their bye. I want to see how this offense, if, if there are changes in this offense. You know, uh, Justin Fields, has, um, prior to this, he had two good games. I believe he was a, a QB1 in both of them. And uh, it's because they've kind of tapped into his rushing uh, abilities. And so I want to see um, how he plays in this one. Because that Baltimore defense, kind of, we've talked about this a little bit. It's It's been very kind of up or down. And... Um, so it's not like I think Chicago will be completely stymied here. Um, and I think that um, sticking with Chicago here, I think that uh, David Montgomery um, is a good play this week. Um, and I like Fields and Montgomery in this one, honestly, uh, in terms of Chicago. Um, what do you think for Chicago? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I mean, I mean, think both defenses are a little more vulnerable through the air than they are on the ground. Um so, but I, but I agree. I mean, Montgomery, I just think it, it was surprising that he dominated the snaps in the last game before the bye. It was his first game back and they, they just immediately put Khalil Herbert on the bench and didn't, yeah. he didn't, he barely saw the field. So I think if they were willing to do that in Montgomery's first game back and they brought him back as quickly as they could, even though they had a bye coming up. So it seems like they value Montgomery significantly more than, Her- than Herbert. So I would expect that kind of, you know, almost bell cow usage to yeah. continue for Montgomery. And that makes him pretty much a matchup proof RB two in my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in plus matchups, he'll even have RB one upside, but I don't really see that against Baltimore. Um, you know, one thing to watch is that Allen Robinson uh, mispracticed on Wednesday with a hamstring injury. Uh, I I don't really have much reason yet to think that's anything significant because he's a veteran. A lot of times veterans get Wednesday practices off. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have to watch the practice reports on Thursday and Friday just to make sure uh, that he's good to go. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think that this is like, you know, Justin Fields – the thing that's really he's still not throwing for a lot of yardage mm-hmm. and and I or multiple touchdowns he's he's kind of like a 180 yard one touchdown through the air guy right now but he's been rushing you know he's i think he has like up like around 40 yards rushing per game lately and that's that's what we were looking for to make him like a sneaky fantasy right. option so um whether that's by design or that's just been game flow and he's been scrambling and making plays you know i still don't think Matt Nagy is the best coach to like get the most out of um, Justin Fields but I think that they just sort of they re- they're starting to realize what they have a little bit more and giving him some more opportunities to make those kind of plays so um, you know I'm not like thinking he's a great streamer this week but um, I feel like he has a lot of upside and like um, 
I don't have a problem sort of stashing him in a one QB league just to sort of see if he can continue to Mm -hmm. take steps forward. Yeah, I think he's interesting just um, kind of going to that uh, streamer thing. I have him ranked as my quarterback 15. You know, I wouldn't be Mm -hmm. surprised. One of these games, he's he's going to go off, I think. You know, at some point in this season, I think that he will. And, um, you know, I don't know if this is is the week to do it, but I am very curious because they have been – uh, you haven't really seen it kind of in the in the win column per se, but they have been playing a little bit better like their last two games. And like I said, they're coming out of a bye. And I'm just curious to see, uh, you know, how, how how they roll this week, essentially. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I have him at QB 16, so you uh, and I are simpatico right. on that, uh, as we are in many things. <laughs> um, on the Baltimore side, you know, I think that I like the passing game a lot. I, like I said, the Bears are more vulnerable through the air than on the ground. Um, so, And the Ravens are a much better passing team than a rushing team at this point, unless you count Lamar's rushing. But, um, you know, so I expect Lamar Jackson to have a really nice game. I, um, You know, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, and I think Bateman as well. I, You know, so I, I'd be happy to, um, to go with Bateman as like mm-hmm. a wide receiver three flex option. Um, but the other two, you know, Hollywood and, and uh, Andrews, I think, are, are really strong plays this week. Yeah. What are your thoughts with the backfield? Because so Le'Veon Bell was released earlier this week. Um, yeah. You know, do you expect just kind of a heavy dose of Devontae Freeman? Because I, I think I saw Latavius Murray's return to practice, but I don't know if he'll be playing. Do you have any? I think he will be. I mean, I don't Bell? think okay. they would have released Le'Veon Bell if, unless they oh, knew that true. Latavius Murray was coming back. Yeah. So um, I expect Latavius Murray to play. I expect Tyson Williams to be active as mm-hmm. well, but to be a distant third on – uh, in terms of snaps. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, Latavius Murray was the starter before he got hurt. And then Devonta Freeman has been the clear starter the last mm-hmm. two games. So I don't know how John Harbaugh is going to want to play it. I It could go either way. You know, yeah. he could go back to Murray. He could uh, stick with Freeman. He could, it could just be, I think the most likely situation is it's going to be pretty close, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a pretty even split. It's not a great running game right now. It's not a great matchup. So I'm not excited to play uh, either of those uh, Baltimore running backs this week. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Miami at the Jets. Uh, <laughs> three and seven versus two and seven. Uh, over under 44 and a half. Three, uh, Dolphins favored by three and a half. And the Jets have announced that Joe, Joe Flacco, Flacco yep. will be starting this game. Flacco Flacco <laughs> will be in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think we should start with Miami because I think that there's uh, a little bit more fantasy potential on that side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the I think the Dolphins' defense has been playing well lately. So I think they're much they're a much tougher matchup for the Jets than than the Jets defense is for the Dolphins. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've seen it all season that the the Jets have really just bled points to running backs. Uh, but Miles Gaskin has just been incredibly frustrating. Yep. I think he has like barely over 100 yards on like 46 carries the last three weeks or something Mm -hmm. absurd like that um so you know do you think he can get right in this game because Malcolm Brown's still out Salvin Ahmed is barely playing at all so it does shape up as like Miles Gaskin potentially getting 20 carries again and maybe he can average more than 1.7 yards per carry this time Andrew I feel like this is a trap you know because (laughs) I have he is like you know I it's like when you think you know, you find these favorable matchups for Gaskin, and I feel like I've written him, written about him um, a couple times in you know our start sits. It's like okay, you have this this really good matchup here, and it's just like no, like he he just doesn't. 
he doesn't live up to what I think what I think he should be doing, Andrew, in a favorable match. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. But I think that you it, it, it know, hasn't been like last season. Yeah, sure. I think that you still. It's really tough, and I think it's one of those things. Also, like looking at your team, I think that kind of depending. He, this is a prime. This is a very favorable matchup, and I guess kind of depending on who, you know, your other uh, running backs are. Um, I guess to determine maybe whether you want to put him in. I don't know. I just don't. Uh, he he kind of I fell off the Gaskin train. I think a couple weeks ago, but um, the Gaskin train is out of gas. It's the gas. The gas exactly. The Gaskin train is out of gas for me. Um, or you don't have any skin in the Gaskin game. <laughs> Ooh, I could I could go double. on with this. The double. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I can't go any more miles. You know, on the on the Gaskin yes. train, right? I think we've yep, actually it's out of gas. No more miles to go. <laughs> right. Um, so it's it's kind of a no for me. But again, I guess depending on your your options, I I mean, I would have him kind of like as. I don't know, maybe RB 20, 25 range, I guess. Um, yeah, I have him at RB 22. But, okay. you know, that means most that means we're recommending people start him, though. I mean, most people don't have two or three running backs on their team that are going to be ranked higher than RB 22, you know. But I feel um, like he's very caveat-ish. It's just like, well, it's also, but it's also Miles Gaskin. And just kind well, of no, what's right. there, right? So no, no one can give the full-throated Miles Gaskin endorsement based on no. what we've seen this season. I mean, he hasn't rushed for over 36 yards in any of the last three weeks, despite getting a lot of work. Um, I will say, though, that he off, he does continue to be involved in the passing game mm-hmm. as well. Um, he, you know, this isn't, this is entirely scientific, but he is on, he's currently on the every other week uh, fantasy star path. Oh, he okay. was, he was the RB4 uh, in week five. He was the RB49 in week six. He was the RB10 in week seven mm. he was the rb 38 in week eight he was the rb 15 in week nine and he was the rb 42 last week oh, so then so we are by playing that him. we are on the yes okay. we are on the good okay. week okay rotation here well i Gaskin, think that that's so. good enough then i'd be like sure throw him in <laughs> it's his up week <laughs> i mean he's playing the jets too i mean my only concern honestly isn't i actually think miles gaskin is not that bad a player i just think that he's not really Design, he's not really built to be like a bell cow between the tackles runner. They just don't have a lot of options. Um, yeah. I, 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 my disappointment is that they are not being more creative in how they use him. Like they're not getting him in space, which is what they did last season. I mean, he's basically just running these like, you know, very basic uh, off tackle runs and uh, draw plays and things like that, that, that like he's not really built for. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't like how Miami is using him, but I, th- I my only concern really for this game is is if they decide like he has been not good and they want to go with Ahmed instead. I mean, it's possible. I just I don't. We haven't seen any reason to think that's going to happen, but I just think when you when you see a running back running for less than two yards of carry, you do start to question their right. job security a little right. bit. So. Yeah. That's the only caveat, but I think if he gets 20 touches in this game, he's going to put up good numbers because it's the Jets. Okay. Okay. I mean, yes, on paper, <laughs> I agree with that. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's his we'll, up week this week. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> what about we'll the passing out. game for the Dolphins? Do you, I mean, do you, are you in, eager to invest anywhere there? Um, you know, I, I always, I really like Mike Gesicki, but I, yeah, I'm fine with Waddle and Gesicki. Um, these, these are like the two pass catchers on this team. Everyone else seems to be, uh, not healthy, you know? So, um, I, you know, 
yeah, I, I, I really like Mike Gesicki, but I tend to favor tight ends, so I don't, you know. Um, yeah, I haven't heard any word on Will Fuller's status or Devontae Parker, for that mm-hmm. matter. So um, I don't think we really have any reason to uh, expect them to return this week. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the, the you know, the passing game really funnels through mm-hmm. Gesicki and Waddle mm-hmm. uh, until those other two guys get back. Yeah. An Albert Wilson big play here and there aside. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, what – what about the Jets, though? I mean, is there is there anyone you want to play in this offense right now? I mean, uh, Michael Carter. I, you know, he, I feel like Tevin Coleman coming back has kind of been a, a pro, is a little bit of an issue for Michael Carter because yeah. now it's a three way committee again, and mm-hmm. this is a bad offense. You can't you can't have fantasy success as the lead back in a three way committee on a bad offense. Right. I think the only kind of plus side to Carter, even with with um, Coleman coming back, I think. You know, like we saw last week, Coleman ate into some of his volume. But really, um, both uh, Carter and Ty Johnson, these they're still involved in the in the passing game. You know, I think that they um, they had they split targets. I think they both had like six targets last week. And you know, do you think the, that Flacco being in there might change that at all? Though, well, my I mean, it might. You know, I mean, I guess if if they go up, I was going to say, you know, generally the the game script. Um, you know, helps, I think, Carter and Ty Johnson to kind of retain some fantasy value because they are involved in the passing game. Um, but say Flacco can come in and maybe he provides a little bit more of an oomph, you know, for this offense, um, then, yeah, I think that th- those two kind of um, lose value a little bit um, if, if they aren't necessarily needed in that in that running game or I'm sorry, in that passing game. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much fading all of the Jets this week. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the, the Dolphins' uh, run defense was really, really bad early in the season, uh, but it's been much better lately. Okay. Um, you know, uh, you remember when Peyton Barber torched them, like, mm-hmm. like in week three or four or something like that? Yeah. It's been it's been a different story over the last month or, uh, or so of the season. So I don't I don't see the Jets doing much on the ground. Um, it's hard to predict if Flacco's going to check down a lot or if he's going to try to make uh, more throws to the wide receivers, but... Um, you know, that's another thing that's kind of a gray area because Corey Davis did look to step back into the wide receiver one role last week, but Jamison Crowder still played a lot. And Elijah Moore is probably, um, the most talented receiver at this point on this team, but he seems like third in line for snaps. So it's just messy. Mm -hmm. I, I just, you know, I think you can play a Corey Davis or Michael Carter, um, if you need to, but I wouldn't be particularly excited about it. Yeah. I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair point. Yeah. All right. New Orleans at Philadelphia. Uh, Over under is unsurprisingly pretty low at 43. Uh, Eagles are favored by two. This will be my first time with Jalen Hurts this season on my fantasy team. So Mm -hmm. uh, this is a pretty tough matchup, though. Um, You know, the Saints are a good defense. Uh, But Hurts has basically been matchup proof this year. I mean, he the only game he actually didn't have great fantasy numbers, I think, was when they destroyed Detroit. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe matchups don't matter so much for Jalen Hurts because, you know, he, he just uh, – the, the biggest threat to his fantasy value might just be if they're, like, way ahead and they just don't um, – they don't need him to make plays, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which shouldn't be the case. I mean, this game they're going to need him to make plays, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I it'll be – I mean, I'm not like super excited about this game, but um, I think there's interesting things. I think, you know, 
with regards to uh, the Eagles, you know, Miles Sanders has been designated to return from IR. Now, I don't know. Do you know, like, I don't know if it looks like he's going to come back. If he does, that's, this is then where we would see kind of how this, this backfield plays out, you know, and, you know, like yep. we've talked about this, this, they've, this is a team that's gone run heavy uh, recently. And, um, you know, I think that if, I guess, if Sanders isn't there, I think you can, uh, you know, you still want to roll out, I think, Howard and Scott. Um, but if Sanders does come back and play, that kind of creates a little bit of kind of murkiness there, I think, in in that backfield. Um, yeah, I mean, the Saints are also like the worst matchup in the league mm-hmm. for running backs. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I think we have to keep our expectations in check. I mean, this is kind of like the, what is it? The unmovable force meets the... No, oh, the unstoppable know. something meets the unmovable. Oh, I, well, I don't know. know. Oh. Well, I, it's is that like, like from a Marvel movie like, or something? I think or? it is from a comic book or something. <laughs> I don't know. But it's yeah. like it's it's gotten general parlance uh, uh-huh. at this point status. Okay. Um, but no, I mean, the Saints have the you know, the Saints have the number one uh, run defense against fantasy uh, backs mm-hmm. this season. And the Eagles have been the most run heavy team in the league over the last few weeks and they've done it with great success so something has to give in this matchup um you know i i don't i i you know i wrote about the philadelphia backfield at uh fantasy pros in my my latest running running back report which you can check out um i'm curious to see i how it breaks down once sanders is back and no i don't think they've indicated yet whether he's coming back this week i think i think generally speaking we've seen a lot of these uh, players who who get uh, designated to return from IR uh, don't come back the first week and mm-hmm. then maybe come back the second week. So I'm not I'm not convinced he's necessarily back for this game. Um, but okay. you know, if he is, to me, the thing that will be interesting to watch is how they use him because um, they have really run the ball very well with Jordan Howard and Boston Scott. So I don't know if they want to mess with that. I mean, what they could do is put Miles Sanders into the Kenneth Gainwell role, which is like the passing mm-hmm. down role. Mm-hmm. And just stick with uh, Howard and Scott on the early downs. So mm-hmm. that would be bad for Miles Sanders' fantasy value, um, but it uh, it would mean that Howard and, and Scott kind of remain somewhat interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, though, with this particular matchup, it may not even matter that much because it's just a really bad matchup. So I would have trouble ranking any of the Philadelphia mm-hmm. backs more than like an RB three yeah. uh, for this particular matchup. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And then. Um... Just quickly in terms of their passing options, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think Dallas uh, Goddard is still in concussion protocol, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not sure what his status is this week. And um, really, then you've got Devonta Smith. I think, um, and you know, to me, I think uh, he's he's the guy, especially if Dallas Goddard uh, is not out. That um, that you know, Jalen Hurts will be targeting, and he's he's kind of like a wide receiver. You know, he's wide receiver twenty four for me, probably. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Which yeah, I mean, it's weird. You know, usually, yeah, yeah. I mean, usually you get worried about um, the top receiver against New Orleans because of Marshawn Lattimore, but um, you know, the, the Saints have actually given up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of that's a little surprising, honestly, mm-hmm. to me. But I think it may have something to do with just how tough they are against the run and teams just throw more against them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, of course, Devonta Smith is coming off a very, uh, a very nice yeah. game last week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have him as my wide receiver 24. Okay. Um, I just, yeah, there's not a lot uh, in that, especially if Goddard's out, there's just not a lot of mm-hmm. uh, other options. options in that passing game that yeah. you would feel too confident about. Right. 
Uh, what about on the New Orleans side? I mean, it looks like Alvin Kamara will probably be back for this game. Um, so, you know, I, I, I assume he's back in your top 10. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, he has to. I mean, really, you know, and we have talked about this, this is pretty much, it's it's Kamara and Kamara, really, <laughs> you know, in, this, <laughs> in this offense. But I will say, you know, I feel like a sneaky play this week is the tight end, Adam Troutman, who's seen at least six targets in the past three games and that really kind of corresponds to you know Trevor Simeon um, being under center you know this is a guy that he's throwing to and he gets the matchup is really good this week you know because Philadelphia is giving up the most um, fantasy points uh, two tight ends there's really not a lot of passing uh, volume here and passing options and um, you know Troutman has uh, is tied with De- Deontay, um, who's it? Deontay H- Harris, right? Um, mm-hmm. For the lead league and for the team league and targets over the past three weeks, so I think that he's a sneaky little play, and I like him. I picked him up in in a league, and I may play him. I'm like going all in on Troutman this this uh, this week in this game. I like that call a lot. You know? Yeah, I mean, it is a great matchup, and. I mean, because, I mean, the Eagles just completely shut down opposing wide receivers, mm-hmm. and the Saints wide receivers are bad. So mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to expect anything at all from, uh, you know, you said Deontay Harris has been their their top mm-hmm. target getter among their wide receivers, and he's third in snaps behind mm-hmm. Marquez Calloway and, um, and Traquan Smith. So it's kind of like, who knows what's going on there? I mean, it's just really unpredictable, but... Um, Troutman is probably the best. I would rather, I agree with you, I'd rather play Troutman than any of their wide receivers for sure. Um, But I do also think Mark Ingram is still um, in the RB3 flex mix as well, even with Kamara back. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had a great game last week with Kamara out. Uh, I think he's going to be their primary kind of between the tackles rusher. They want to take a little bit of um, strain off of Kamara and try to keep him healthy for the rest of the season. So I think that... I think that Ingram is locked into that role, and, and the Eagles are a, a vulnerable run defense. So um, so I think you can definitely uh, you know play Ingram as an RB3 if you don't have better options. Yeah. Uh, all right, Indianapolis at Buffalo. Uh, this one actually has a, a high over-under, 50-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill's favored by seven. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's the the defenses aren't bad in this game. I mean, the Bills have like the best defense in the league, and Indy's Indy's at least middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I guess it's just a bet on the offense, right? I mean, yeah. I, it seems like I mean the Colts are vulnerable as a through the air, so mm-hmm. it seems like it should be it should be a good matchup for for Josh Allen and his pass catchers. Yeah, it's just a question of you know I feel like those uh, his pass catchers. It's been a little more unpredictable recently, I think, than what it has been earlier in the season. Uh, You know, I think you've seen a little bit of a drop-off with Sanders. You saw a bump up with Beasley, but that wasn't the case, um, you know, last week in a, you know, and he has a a rib injury that he's been dealing with. Um, And uh, I don't know. I just, it's like, I guess it's figuring out, uh, you know, who, who you have confidence in, you know, in terms of predicting uh, these these pass catchers, and also I guess Dawson yeah. Knox is back now. Uh, he didn't make yeah. much of an impact last week, but um, it's just more unpredictable. I but I think it's definitely going through the air, you know, with uh, with Buffalo. I think that's the route they're going to take in this one. Um, I just don't. I don't know. Do you have? I don't have an idea, a clear idea on on who's going to benefit the most, though. 
Yeah, no, I mean, unpredictability is the is the right word. I mean, we also saw that with the running game as well because mm-hmm. they started getting Matt Breida involved last week, and it was already oh, yeah, dicey yeah. relying on Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, and now even more so. And this is also just not a good not a good matchup for uh, the running game for mm-hmm. Buffalo. So I would steer clear of all of the Buffalo running backs in this one. Um, as far as the pass catchers, I mean, I think Stephon Diggs is like it seems to be trending up as like the alpha, which is kind of what we thought would be the case at the beginning of the season, and it didn't it didn't play out quite that much that way early on. But um, you know, Beasley with that rib injury, he only played nine snaps last week, so maybe that was just because you know they had an easy matchup and they didn't really need him. But uh, I, you know, this is a great matchup for Beasley on paper. Um, but I'm I'm pretty cautious with him after seeing he only played nine snaps last week. It seems like they're willing to have him active, but in a very limited right. role, and that makes him extremely risky, in my opinion. So I think Sanders is is the next best play beyond Diggs. But um, but yeah, it's still up in the air. I mean, you could also see Beasley potentially miss this game, and then Gabriel Davis yeah. uh, becomes an interesting option as well. He popped off uh, last week for for a big game, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it is it is hard to tell exactly which way it will go. And like you said, Knox being there too, uh, I don't expect Knox to get a ton of volume um, going forward. But we've seen he has that that big time touchdown upside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's you know it's one of those things where I I love playing Diggs. Uh, I'll play I'll play Sanders or Knox. Um, you know, if I if my roster works out that way, I think it's a good matchup for them. But uh, I do think that. You know, it's just a little more unpredictable, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about on the Indianapolis side? I mean, it's a bad matchup. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's a great defense, but, you know, does it matter for Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> no. I think, I mean, if anything, if you want to slightly, you know, kind of temper your expectations, sure, do that. But I still think that he's, he's you know, top RB3, you know, top three this week. I You just – you can't – go against him. And I would say it's just the same thing. This is a tough matchup. Um, and, you know, this this offense runs through Taylor and uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Just uh, just temper some expectations this week. That's what I would say. I think you still want yeah, it's out. Like, but, yeah, of yeah. course you do. But yeah. it's a little sacrilegious. I have him at – currently I have him as my RB6 for oh, the week. Oh, okay. Because, right. uh, I mean, part of that's just because Najee Harris, Nick Chubb, and Joe Mixon all have, like, amazing matchups so oh, I, yeah, I yeah. bumped I bumped those guys ahead of him along with of course Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook but mm-hmm. um yeah I mean Taylor has been the best running back in the league for the last month so uh, you know <laughs> if you have a league where you're benching Jonathan Taylor I want to see your roster right, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah um and then what about the passing game I mean we know Buffalo is a notoriously difficult matchup for opposing passing attacks so mm-hmm. I uh, you know, do we fade uh, Carson Wentz and, and Michael Pittman in this one? I've, I've, I'm fading Carson Wentz in this one. Yeah, I think Michael, you know, um, and he's also coming off of a, a, I think a poor game where he didn't score a touchdown last week. I think this is just a tough, a tough matchup for him. I actually have him very low, ranked very, I think lower uh, than consensus this week. He's my uh, QB twenty one. Like I just don't have. Um, I haven't even lower than that. Do you? Lauren. Where do you I have him? I have him at my QB twenty five. Oh yeah, I just uh, it, it's I just you know I just avoid him this week. I would say you know yeah, um, especially the fact the game's in Buffalo too. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the hardest places to play. Uh, yeah. So I don't yeah. I mean the over under is high in this game, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe Vegas 
know something that we don't. But I, I sort of see um, – I see Indianapolis struggling to score points in this game, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. How about uh, Detroit at Cleveland? Um, the Browns coming off a very disappointing loss to the Patriots last week, but maybe maybe Detroit is the medicine that they need. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the Lions coming off an inspiring tie? <laughs> I don't know. Um, God, yeah. Over-under is 43.5. Browns favored by 11. Uh, Baker Mayfield is banged up again, uh, but he it seems like he's probably going to play in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, is whether it's Baker one? Mayfield or Case Keenum, I'm just not really sure it matters, though, in terms yeah. of the, 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 the Cleveland passing attack. I agree, yeah. Um, um, I don't yeah, really want to start any Browns wide receivers in this game, even though it's a nice matchup. I mean, I, you know, I think Jarvis Landry is, at this point, a little bit overrated because he is the de facto number one there, but he's like a possession receiver in a, in a low volume offense uh, without a lot of touchdown upside. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that doesn't do a whole lot for me. Right. No, I'm with you on that. I, and is Chubb back? Is he, he He hasn't been, he hasn't officially been uh, deemed back yet. So, um, (laughs) do you like that? I always ask you, cause I'm like, this is like, you're the, uh, you know, I call you the RB uh, guru. And I'm just like, well, if I don't know something, I'll just ask Andrew. <laughs> like you're yeah. on the pulse of the running backs. Um, but I hadn't heard anything during the week about Chubb. Um, so I didn't know. So I, I wondered if you if you knew. Um, I No, I mean, it's just, it hasn't been, it hasn't been determined. It's COVID. So, oh, okay. you know, it's just, it comes down to the testing. Um, I, I think he'll probably play. Um and I have him ranked very highly. I have him ranked as my uh, as my RB three for the week. So I mean, and if he doesn't, um, you know, Darius Johnson has shown that he he can hold his own, um, right? So he he would be like the next man up. Oh yeah, I'd, yeah. like I would plug if if Chubb's out, I'm plugging Darius mm-hmm. probably into like low end RB one yeah. status in this matchup. So yeah. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a very good uh, opportunity for one one of the Cleveland backs. And honestly, even. If Chubb plays, I think Dearness Johnson um, is probably in that RB3 range just mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, if the Browns are controlling this game, running the ball, I think there could there should be enough to go around for two backs. Yeah, yeah I think so. And too. Cleveland likes to use two backs, yeah. too. So, yeah, I mean, um, this is just how, how they roll, you know, and this is kind of their team context and their, their bread and butter there. So, um, and then, I mean, in terms of Detroit, um, I did see that Goff has missed practice because he has an oblique injury. Um mm. And, you know, I don't know, just I would say watch that. But it's also just like, I don't know, unless you're in like a really deep league, if you know where if you're rolling <laughs> golf out there. Um, right. And uh, yeah, I mean, Detroit to me, it's just kind of like Swift and Hawkinson. Right. Um, and uh, I think that they have I don't know, although, you know, TJ Hawkinson, I mean, you still play him, but he's really been kind of up and down um this season and i just think that that's probably just a symptom of just this detroit offense you know in in general um but i think you you're always feeling confident about about swift and i assume you still are in this game right yeah absolutely i mean I, you know i don't know what like you know jamal williams has a thigh injury and uh it kept him out um after their bye which was concerning so it seems like it was more significant than it initially appeared mm-hmm. um so I don't really have a lot of reason to expect him to come back this week. And Jamar Jefferson uh, picked up an injury in the game last week. And, uh, you know, the coaching staff there said it's relatively minor, but he could still miss a week or two. So 
it might just be the DeAndre Swift show yet again here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he got insane usage last week, just like total bell cow usage. And he's he's capable of doing that. You know, he gets pigeonholed into this, like, pass-catching back uh, concept. But mm-hmm. he has the skills to play on all three downs and to do it well, and he proved right. that last week. So um, I think he's, a, he's definitely an RB1 um, you know, really regardless of the status of the other Detroit backs. But if both of the other guys are out, um, I would bump him up even a little bit more. Yeah. I was just like looking at this, this matchup and I'm just like, this could just be another, this could be one of the, another ugly game. I feel like just kind of. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like, uh, it, it's, uh, I mean, it's just a running, it's a running game, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you want the running backs and you don't really want anything else yeah. except maybe you can play. Of course you're playing TJ Hawkinson, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, you know, that's yep. about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about Green Bay at Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Uh, Over-under is 49 in this game. Um, the Packers are favored by one and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know. This is one of those games. It's like, is it going to be a shootout or not? I, <laughs> I know. It's hard to say. <laughs> and it's like one of those things. It's like, I, I you know, I'm going to say I don't love Cousins this week, but I also didn't really love him last week, and I was wrong. So I'm just like, I don't know. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like also it's what is what's what did you say the uh, the points were on this one? For, over under is forty nine, which is pretty oh, healthy. I feel like that's high. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of a division game. I just I don't know. I think you will you'll see a lot of AJ Dillon, um, which could be fun mm-hmm. to to watch. I I did see that Carryon Johnson is working out for Green Bay now. I don't I assume that's just probably for for depth, um, and he won't be playing in this game obviously. But it's also um, in terms of kind of thinking about kind of the future, you know, and Aaron Jones and, you know, he, I don't know if, if um, Karrion Johnson were to make the roster, if that's really a threat to Dylan at all um, in the next coming weeks. No, I actually think Patrick Taylor is the guy mm. to watch. Ooh, who's Patrick um, Taylor? Patrick Taylor is the second back uh, okay. in Green Bay right now. Even if they signed Karrion Johnson, I don't think he would jump Patrick Taylor for this mm. week. So um, I, I – I think Taylor is kind of a sneaky, deep, deep league option. Like I have him ranked probably around RB 45 or something for oh, the week. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause I don't think, you know, th- Dylan's not going to play every single Mm-mm. snap, but I-, I think Dylan is like a legitimate RB one uh, in this matchup with Aaron Jones out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think there'll be some scraps for, for Patrick Taylor to pick mm-hmm. up. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think these are two teams that, you know, we kind of know what they are and what they want to do. So yeah. um you know, I, I think it really just comes down to the game script. Like the game script will determine whether this, whether these teams have, whether these players have like the upper end of their their potential or the lower end. You mm-hmm. know, um, no, I think that's but true. you're, yeah. but it's like you're starting Aaron Rodgers, you're starting Devontae Adams, you're starting AJ Dillon, you're starting Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. I mean, these guys are all just every week starters. So right. there's not not too much to think through here. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I think we can move on. All right. How about Washington at Carolina? Ooh, uh, this, this will is, be Cam Newton's yeah. first start uh, back with the Panthers, uh, and it's a great matchup. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Washington is as good as it gets. Although Tom Brady didn't have so much fun against them, but yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I I feel like. Cam is uh, immediately sort of in that QB1 streamer conversation. I think so, too. Um, this is, I think, the game that I am, one of the, the games that I'm most interested in this week. I think it's, you know, one of the more interesting games. And 
uh, it's beyond kind of narratives, right? Of like Cam Newton being signed to the team that drafted him and going against his old uh, coach. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. I think this is the best game probably that uh, it's kind of best best case scenario for Cam in terms of stepping up and starting his first game in 2021, right? Um, and I don't think that he has to do a lot uh, to, I think, uh, push himself into um, kind of QB1 territory, you know, here. And I think that, you know, Washington has always been, uh, a you know, a good um, opposing uh, defense for both, you know, running and passing. Um, you know, obviously you see kind of more running with um, with Cam Newton, but, um, you know, and they, they become, you know, Chase Young is now out, so they took a big hit, I think, with his loss, Washington did, and um, so I really like this game for Cam Newton. I think that he's a quarterback one this week. Um, and I know, I feel like people have kind of gone either way where it's, you know, let's like take a wait and see on him. I'm all in on Cam this week. Um, so mm-hmm. I think it's I have him a little bit outside of my top 12. I have him at QB 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think it's a really good matchup. Um, I, I, I want to see though what Cam can offer as a passer. I, I think he can still be effective running the ball and especially near the goal line, but I want to see, uh, it, I still think it's an open question whether he can, you know, inject some life into this passing game, which was really moribund under, uh, under Sam Darnold. So um, I think that's an open question. This is a great matchup to do it though. Um, so, you know, I, I, I feel a little better about DJ Moore uh, yeah, this week than I have in the past. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, McCaffrey is is the star, of course, and he's the one. Yeah. He's he's the number one running back for me this week. Um, but uh, you know, I think Cam is. Yeah, he's just outside of of that top twelve for me. Okay. Yeah, and, and yeah, and I then think that on is the Washington side. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Oh no, I was gonna say I think that that is the thing. Is like, w- will Cam elevate that passing game? You know, do you? You know, I took a flyer on Robbie Anderson just to see because I think it's worth mm-hmm. worth it. You know, um, but are you starting uh, him? Um, probably not. I got, I got to see who else I have. I don't know. No, honestly, I would, I would be starting Adam Troutman over him in this, in this, um, scenario. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally all in on Troutman. Yeah. Um, so, but I think, I mean, I have Robbie Anderson as my wide receiver 39 for the week. So, you know, I agree with, I think picking him up makes sense to Mm -hmm. see what happens, but yeah, it's probably best to take a wait and see approach, even, even in a really great matchup. I'm going to throw him, throw him in there. I don't think, but yeah. And then, um, what are we thinking for Washington? Um, I don't like like the matchup. Yeah. It's a bad matchup. It's a really bad matchup. Yeah. Um, but Tyler, Taylor Haneke has been, uh, he's been a a, a pretty useful fantasy option, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people are going to have a choice between, you know, a a quarterback who hasn't been doing a whole lot in a good matchup or Heineke mm-hmm. in a bad matchup. Um, and, I, you know, I don't know where I come down on that exactly. Let's see. I mean, I'm going to see where I have Heineke ranked. Um, what about you? What do you I've think? Fallen, I've fallen low on him this week. He is 22 for me. That's exactly where I have him, 22. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. So, so I, I do have him slightly behind um, – Baker Mayfield and Daniel Jones and Mac Jones and Tua, you know, so, um, so yeah, I mean, I think Daniel Jones and Baker Mayfield are the interesting ones because they haven't really been playing very well lately, but they do have very good matchups. So uh, I think that that's, that's, that's the the challenging call right there. And I do slightly lean uh, to the guys with the better matchups. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. 
And then on the backfield for Washington, I mean, I think Antonio Gibson, you know, he looked fully healthy last week. He, mm-hmm. I, the usage is the thing I'm excited about. I mean, he scored two touchdowns, which made his fantasy numbers look good because, you know, his rushing was not very effective. But, I mean, that was against Tampa Bay. So it's not it's not shocking that he didn't rush for a high yardage per carry. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, the main thing is I think that they showed they have confidence in his health by the way they used him last week. So, um, even though this is a bad matchup, I still think he's like an RB two, just because it seems like he's back to getting, you know, that really heavy usage that we were hoping for when uh, we drafted him at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think that is the main takeaway was you know his usage last week, because we've kind of been like, ah, are we going to get you know kind of partial usage with him? Is McKissick going to show up a little bit more? But no, this was all Gibson, and there's you know that's kind of like I think the uh, green means go with him. I think. Um, kind of moving forward so it's yeah. good news for people who roster gibson yeah and then in the passing game for washington you know i feel like i've been um a little bit uh too high on terry mclaurin this season like i i really thought he could put up like borderline wide receiver one numbers in this offense uh, and that just hasn't happened i mean it's just been very kind of uh mediocre production from him so mm-hmm. i i still love the player i just it doesn't seem to me like they're figuring out how to fully unlock his uh potential in this offense right now so i have him more like in that wide receiver 20 range going forward okay. i just think um i think that we need to kind of reset our expectations a little bit for mclaurin yeah i mean it's a difficult matchup i actually don't you know in terms of kind of a a, more of a like a dart throw a little bit I mentioned him last week you know DeAndre Carter um he's seen at least six targets in the past two games and has scored touchdowns in each of the past two games there's not a lot of passing options here and um you know the tight end situation looks very murky right now and um I don't think Ricky Seals Jones or Logan Thomas is going to be back this week and um I just think that this um I think it can it's it bumps up DeAndre Carter and I think it bumps up um uh, McLaurin this week even though it's a d- more of a difficult matchup but hmm. that's okay. all there is we'll you know so yeah yeah I mean yeah I don't know if if Seals Jones um has any chance of playing this week or not um it seems kind of up in the air but yeah they don't you know if, if Logan Thomas and Seals Jones are still out yeah they they just don't really have anywhere else to turn I just I just don't expect like fireworks from this passing no, this week no, generally no, no. No, yeah. I, I'm just I no, I'm more like okay, well these are the two options here, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. So right, yeah, yeah, makes sense. All right, moving on. San Francisco at Jacksonville. Um, over under is 45. Uh, 49ers favored by six and a half. Uh, Elijah Mitchell has a broken mm-hmm. finger, although you know Kyle Shanahan seems to think he'll be able to play through it. Um, you know they haven't. Uh, outside of one game, they haven't really used Mitchell very much uh, as a receiver out of the backfield anyway. So uh, if they're just going to use him more as a as a rusher, then maybe that finger injury isn't that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more of like a pain tolerance issue. So, um, you know, if he plays, uh, I don't have any reason to think that he's going to be limited in a significant way. You know, I think they're the judgment is just whether they play him or not. Um, and it's a fractured finger, so it's not the kind of thing that's going to like heal in a week anyway. So mm-hmm. I I think they'll probably play him, and I'll, I'll probably have him ranked as an RB2 in a favorable matchup. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think that this is a really good matchup. Um, you know, I would kind of echo everything you say in terms of, um, you know, how much that, that finger would um, 
really kind of uh, hamper him because he isn't really involved in the passing game. And, you know, they're going against uh, Jacksonville. So, and this is a run-heavy team. And so I think that he will still walk away uh, on Sunday with a really good stat line. And I think this is the way that, that um, San Francisco will attack uh, Jacksonville is on the ground, you know. And um, so I think that he's definitely um, a top play this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what about the passing game? Do you, uh, I mean, George Kittle looked really uh, good mm-hmm. last week and seems to be fully back. So mm-hmm. uh, I think he's kind of ascended up to the top three tight end kind of yeah, position. I, he is. I like him better than Darren Waller at this point, I would uh, say. Same, same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think that, sure. I think uh, Kittle um, and then Debo, I just don't know how much passing there will be unless, you know, I, I feel like this is a game that San Francisco. Um, can can control and um, the way you know if they get points the way they're going to control this is is on the ground so uh, but I think mm-hmm. that, but yeah I think in terms of pass catching it's it's Kittle and Debo yeah I mean Debo the thing about Debo is they used him as a rusher a bunch last week mm-hmm. too so I just think they're going to manufacture touches for him one way or another and he's one of the most explosive mm-hmm. players in the league so uh, he's mm-hmm. he's a great option this week I think yeah. um, you know and game flow is always a little hard to predict so uh yeah i i actually don't mind jimmy garoppolo either this week as a you know he's kind of like a mid-range qb2 for me because i yeah. think it's a really really positive matchup yeah um and what do you think about jacksonville you know james robinson still seems to be kind of banged up um you know that he was listed on the injury report on wednesday with not just the heel mm-hmm. he had a bruised heel that cost him one game but he also now has a knee injury apparently yeah. Um, so we need to hear a little bit more about that. Um, you know, as of now, I still tentatively expect him to play. And if he plays, to me, he's just an every week starter. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think the, the 49ers are kind of, you know, they're not a shy away matchup by any stretch of the imagination. So um, I think I think Robinson, when healthy, is like a borderline RB1. Um, I, you know, given that he's kind of banged up, he's probably more like a, a mid-range RB2 for me this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, I you know, uh, um, how significant this, this knee injury, because it is new, right? It's something that, you know, just kind of popped up. And um, so I guess we'll kind of go from there. But yeah, otherwise, I would think that you would see a heavy dose of, of Robinson um, in this, because I think that's like their best player. Um, and, you know, in terms of the pass, pass, passing game, um, you know, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit. I don't really have a ton of confidence um, in uh, Marvin Jones or LaVisca Chenault. And if I think you're going to put money on um, kind of the pass catchers, it's Dan Arnold and Jamal Agnew. And, um, but I don't know how excited uh, you can get about them, either of them. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm basically just, taking a pass on the uh on on the jacksonville uh (laughs) passing game outside of dan arnold who Mm -hmm. i think has just kind of worked his way into that you know streamer tight end you know Mm -hmm. top 12 conversation basically yeah Yeah. Yeah. all right cincinnati at vegas uh it's 49 and a half over under uh bengals favored by one this should be an interesting game i mean this seems like two pretty evenly matched teams two teams that uh have had some some very nice highs uh, offensively at times this year, but also have solid defenses. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of different ways this game could go. What do you think? I actually was thinking, I'm not sure how this game is going to (laughs) go. You know, Um, you know, Cincinnati's coming, you know, out of their bye. Um, You get ways the game's in uh, Vegas. Um, 
I don't know. You know, I still, I don't know why, but I'm hanging on to Kenyon Drake for some reason. I'm like, why doesn't he have, you know, a better game? Why aren't they using him? You know, I was surprised last week that um, he didn't. And um, I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, this week, you know, Cincinnati is kind of a top six unit at stopping the run. So maybe, um, like, maybe Drake will have a better day than Jacobs if he has to get used in the passing game, if they have to move that ball. Um but, uh, you know, I don't know. I, it, to me, on the Vegas side, it's it's always kind of Renfro and Waller. But I kind of like Drake in this one. Um, what do you think? Because I know mm. that you're kind of a little bit more uh, Jacobs, right? Well, that's interesting that you say that because, uh, I mean, they've actually – Cincinnati's actually given up a lot of fantasy points to running backs this season. Um, but I, I don't know if that's – I'm looking it up right now, like what, you know, where that came from. <laughs> Um, uh, oh, uh, they've given up the the, the six um, I think fewest uh, rushing yards. I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I, I I mean they've given up. Let's see. Um, yeah, maybe they just maybe they've given up a lot of like receiving yardage to uh, to running backs then because they've actually they've given up. Um, uh, the it's like the seventh most fantasy points to running backs this season. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think like I, I, I think that it's a decent matchup for Josh Jacobs personally. Mm. So I, I do think uh, he's definitely an RB two uh, for me this week. Okay. Um, you know, I do. It is. It has become a little bit more of a committee. So uh, you know, I think Drake has some RB three flex uh, appeal as mm-hmm. well. Um, but yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, I think that. Uh, I think that uh, I'm sticking with Jacobs. I mean, I just traded for him, so of course I am. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't. Uh, I'm not as like into the uh, the Raiders uh, passing in this. I mean, mm. you know, I I don't know. I guess that's not really true. I have Derek Carr as my QB 13, so that's not too bad. Um, but you know, I, I think Renfro is the guy that's really underrated. I mean, I think he's become the best fantasy option uh mm-hmm. in yeah. that in in that offense i mean it's uh or at least the sneakiest one because everyone knows about waller and jacobs and it's like well renfro's the guy that just keeps getting it done and it's not just in ppr leagues either because he's he's really figured out how to score a lot of touchdowns this season with mm-hmm. those like crazy like juke in five different direction moves he does inside the red zone so um so i actually have renfro as a solid wide receiver too in this game Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, this is this is really the guy. And like you said, you know, Waller's kind of also been kind of up and down. And last week, um, he was uh, he was double teamed and it was successful. And so I think if if defenses can lop onto that, um, that ball is is going to Renfro even more. Um, and mm-hmm. we saw him score last week. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, and I'm not chasing like the big Brian Edwards numbers. No. He still is just never getting more than five targets in a game. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with you know with uh, Deshaun Jackson there now too, I think it's even even trickier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cincinnati side of the ball. I mean, I, you know, I feel like this offense is really trending up. They had a bye last week. They should be ready to roll. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think T. Higgins. I, I did mention I just traded for him. I think he is a great buy low candidate. Um, he he has some positive touchdown regression coming. He's actually seen even more targets. Uh, than than Jamar Chase in the games where Higgins has been active. So, um, but really, this is one of the most pass-heavy teams in the league at this point. 
Um, you know, I think it's I think Joe Mixon is also a great play though because the Raiders are a great matchup for him, mm-hmm. and he can also do plenty of damage in the in their passing game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm pretty gung ho about uh, going with uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, and Joe Mixon in this game. Same. I mean, that's just I think that you roll with that this week, and generally on each each week, you can be pretty confident with that crew. So yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely. All right, Arizona at Seattle. Uh, <laughs> Over-under is high, 48 and a half. Um, it seems like Kyler Murray is probably going to play in this game because, uh, you know, last week the, like, cautious approach of sitting him out for Colt McCoy blew up in their face. It worked <laughs> one week, but, you know, these backup quarterbacks, like, tend to get exposed eventually, mm-hmm. and I think McCoy got exposed last week, and now McCoy's kind of hurt himself. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't think they want to start – Shreveler or whatever his name is, uh, they're gonna they're gonna go. I think Kyler is healthy enough that he's gonna play in this game. I'm not so sure about DeAndre Hopkins yeah. though. I I would expect them to give him this game off to get fully healthy. They have their bye next week, so mm-hmm. um, I, I would guess he's not back till week 13. But um, but you know with Kyler back, it makes uh, Christian Kirk and AJ mm-hmm. Green and Rondell yeah. Moore all more interesting. Um, For sure. And of course, you know James Conner uh, is getting that that really bell cow usage right now. So I think he's a, an RB one. Yeah. And I think that, you know, until, you know, until uh, kind of the wheels fall off there or like health wise with him, and he does tend to have a history of health issues. I think that they're just going to kind of roll with him as that, um, that lead back. And, um, and then if not, then, you know, maybe we'll see a little bit more, Eno Benjamin, but this is, I think Connor's backfield right now. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then on the Seattle side, I mean, Russell Wilson just looked really bad last week. He didn't look healthy. Um, I mean, we don't know if he wasn't healthy. We just know that he didn't look like himself. So the question is, is that because he's not fully healthy? <laughs> I think this game will tell us a lot about that. Um, this is a very tough matchup. I mean, the Cardinals have a great defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, if we get vintage Russ, then it shouldn't matter because he can carve up any defense. So uh, this is kind of a make or break. I, you know, I want to see what if he can step up and if uh, he and DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett uh, can get going and doing what we've come to expect from them in the past. Yeah. And it's one of those things, you know, we'll see whether it's the injury or if he, you know, needs to shake the rust off, whatever it is. But if um, it's still a little bit of a wait and see, and I think of course, you, you know, you're, you're playing like DK Metcalf and um, Locker. I just um, I'm a little hesitant about it this week, just because I don't think we know, and I think we'll find out this week. You know, kind of moving forward, where where kind of the needle uh, falls with with Russell with Wilson. So, yeah, I mean, I think Metcalf you have to start no matter what. Mm-hmm. Lockett, I have at wide receiver 26. So, um, I think in most cases you're probably starting him, mm-hmm. but you may have a better option. Yeah. Uh, and then on the Seattle running game oh. situation, I mean, it really doesn't sound like Chris Carson's coming back this season. Uh, you know, they they had to uh, get him in practice to see how he responded. It, he apparently did not respond well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just it's just a very ambiguous situation. But my guess would be that they shot him down mm-hmm. uh, for the season at some point soon, uh, which means you know Alex Collins is going to be the starter uh, for the rest of the year, most likely, and. Um, you know, when they get into negative game script, you're going to see a lot of Travis Homer. He's the guy that's playing in the hurry-up offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they fall behind a lot in this game, you might see more Homer. But, um, you know, Collins is still the best option in that backfield. He's mm-hmm. just kind of like a low-end RB2. Yeah, I agree. 
All right, Dallas at Kansas City. Uh, this game should be, should be, famous <laughs> yeah. last words, should be a massive shootout. This 56 and a half over under, yeah. Chiefs favored by two and a half. Lauren, will this be a massive shootout, <laughs> yes or no? I have on my notes, shootout alert, exclamation, exclamation point on it. So <laughs> now we, you know, yes, like you referenced, we the, recently, I feel like in the past couple of weeks, we're like, this is a shootout game. And it just, the shootouts haven't happened, right? But um yeah, I think I actually am confident in the, in the fact that this will be a shootout, uh, you know, matchup. You know, we talked about how, you know, Kansas City looked like they were back to the to their old selves last week and that they were kind of running on all cylinders. And, um, you know, they're going to be at home again. And yeah, I and, you know, you'll have CEH returns this week, right? Um, no, and, uh, I, no, no, I don't think so. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, Andy Reid said that... Um, he seemed he didn't officially rule him out yet, but he seemed to say he thinks they're going to wait till after their buy because okay. they're on buy next week. So, oh, okay, yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, so I don't think Ch is coming back this week. I think Daryl Henderson will get another start, and I think mm-hmm. he's actually a very very good play in this matchup. Um, you know, I I personally believe that uh, his ability as a pass catcher out of the backfield has been uh, really important to opening up the Kansas City offense and unlocking it because. Uh, what we saw for a number of weeks there was teams were playing that shell cover two, taking away the deep stuff. And, um, you know, Mahomes was getting impatient and he was trying to force the ball into tight coverage. And there was a lot of deflections and interceptions and things like that happening. And then last week against Vegas, what we saw was that um, when the when those deep throws weren't there, Mahomes just threw it to, uh, to Williams and he mm-hmm. got him in stride out of the backfield for good games, picking up, you know, seven yards here, 10 yards there. And Williams ended up going over hundred receiving yards in that game. Um, and, you know, I think that that's, I think that's a, a part of this offense now. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, you know, they need t- to have that receiving back to open up the passing lanes to Mahomes or to uh, Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I really like uh, Daryl Williams in this matchup. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that you're right in terms of your point about kind of unlocking everything. And he kind of has been a, a key for this offense. And um, yeah, and, and I think that they'll probably likely continue with, you know, kind of rolling that out again this week. And, um, you know, I guess switching over to um, Dallas, uh, unless was there anything else you wanted to talk about with, with the Chiefs? No, I mean, the only thing I would say, I mean, we know everything, we know all about, you know, Mahomes looks like he's trending up and we know all about Kelsey and, and Hill. The one thing I would say is the, the secondary receivers there might be shifting a little bit. It yeah. seems like McCall Hardman and Demarcus Robinson are losing a little bit of playing time. Um, and Josh Gordon and, uh, and Byron Pringle are, mm-hmm. are maybe gaining a little bit. So, but you're still talking about, you know, dice roll. You're hoping for a touchdown if you start any of those guys. So it's, it's really only in, in deep leagues that you right. would even care about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's a good point. Um, yeah, and in Dallas, you know, when we talk about shootout, it's the question is, you know, now that Michael Gallup has returned, um, you know, we saw that that, you know, kind of like we thought it would, uh, you know, really affected uh, Dalton Schultz the most. Um, and I don't know this week, I guess it will kind of depend also with C.D. Lamb. I'm not sure where he is with this arm contusion. Um, and, you know, I know that he was kind of taken out of the game last week, um, but the thinking was that they had you know, it was a blowout. It's so a he blowout, didn't to come yeah. Back. So, um, you know, you know, I, I guess I just kind of watched that. I think that with Gallup's return, 
I think there's a there's still a lot of fantasy kind of goodness to go around with these with all of their pass catchers or their wide receivers, um, but each one will get <clears throat> I think a little bit less than what they were getting before, kind of pre gallop, you know. Um, yeah, but this so seems like that. a matchup where everybody might be able to eat. I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know, um, I have Gallup in a number of spots, and I may start him. It just, it, you know, it comes down to your other options. But I would say he's like a high upside wide receiver three in this matchup mm-hmm. because yeah, I, I just think that um, there, there's just – Dallas should be able to just really – put up a lot of points in this game. I Kansas City's defense is very, very weak, and Dallas is looking like they're running on all cylinders right now. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like you, you, you're starting Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Dak, and, and Zeke every week anyway, but this is the kind of matchup where you might look at Gallup and Tony Pollard and say, you know what, I don't mind starting those guys either. Right, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Yeah. All right, Pittsburgh at the Chargers. The Chargers. Uh, the Chargers. <laughs> we didn't say the Raiders, we but we said we the Chargers. Yeah. Oh. All right. 47 over under. Uh, Chargers favored by five and a half. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Pittsburgh. I mean, it seems like <laughs> Roethlisberger might play in this game now. At first, they were saying maybe he wouldn't. Now it's maybe he will. Um, but again, this is kind of like that Baker Mayfield uh, uh, Keenum thing. Like, is there that big a difference between... Roethlisberger and Mason Rudolph I think there's a decent one just because Rudolph is is. so bad (laughs) yeah I mean I think like you threw Rudolph in there and you couldn't even come away with a win against the Lions you know it's like you got you got the tie you didn't get the win you got the tie so I mean I think that you know I I could see them kind of pushing Big Ben out there and we know that Roethlisberger will like play pretty much through anything. I, I'm always surprised that his body parts are still attached to him. Yeah, but COVID is not one he's allowed. Oh, that's true. Not he's allowed to play through. I mean, he was actually. Um, I got to give um, you know I got to give him props the fact that he self-reported because some guys could have tried to like you know hope mm-hmm. that nobody noticed they weren't feel that they had right. some symptoms or something. Um, yeah. But he self-reported and. Uh, that's the right thing to do. Uh, you don't want to be spreading uh, this right. this uh, virus, and and we're in a pandemic. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, this is you know, there's a clear. It's like the same thing with concussion protocol. There's like clear rules about uh, what steps you have to take to get cleared, and if you don't get those steps taken, then you're not going to play. So mm-hmm. uh, this is one where Roethlisberger doesn't his toughness doesn't really factor in so much, except you know if he's feeling weak or something, if he gets cleared, then he, I agree. He wouldn't sit um, out the game just because mm-hmm. he was like feeling weak or something yeah. like that. But, yeah. um, but either way, I mean, the chargers are a really bad matchup for Pittsburgh's yeah. passing game. So I, I don't expect a whole lot. I mean, Deontay Johnson is the only guy I feel like, you know, it does look like Chase Claypool is, mm-hmm. is making a quick uh, recovery yeah. um, and should be back uh, for this game. But I wouldn't really rush out to start him against the chargers. No, no, I don't. I don't think so either. And you know, I think it's going to be Harris, like Najee Harris running forty times. Isn't I was going to say it's, it's Harris who's going to who's going to be seeing. I think most of the ball in this game. So, um, yeah, and I don't, we'll see. I you know with with Mason Rudolph or Big Ben, but it's a difficult matchup. Um, but I like Harris. I mean the, a, a lot. Yeah, I mean the Chargers are, are you know they're actually a really good matchup for running backs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so uh, 
But, I mean, the, the, the Steelers haven't exactly run the ball well this season at all. I mean, a lot of Harris's fantasy production comes out of the passing game and also just from volume. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how effectively they can run the ball against the Chargers. But my guess would be whether it's Roethlisberger or Rudolph that that's going to be the game plan the is try to yeah. try to run the ball as much as you possibly can. Yeah. What are you thinking um, about with the Chargers? Well, you know, I think that Pittsburgh defense is okay, but it's not it's not as great as it's been in, in years past. Um, the Chargers have just been sort of a weird offense, though. They've been kind of up and down, like, and it's been a little hard to predict. Um, I feel like they've just I still been think, off lately. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, they have. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I, I still think that, like, all the pieces are there to, to be mm-hmm. successful, and ultimately that's going to work out just fine, you know. I'm not benching Justin Herbert. Um, you know, I have him as my QB8. Uh, mm-hmm. And Keenan Allen's been great lately, and he's just getting a ton of targets. So I think the passing game is really running through him at this mm-hmm. point. You know, I think Mike Williams is back to kind of what we thought Mike, Mike Williams, Williams would be coming into the season, which is a boomer bust wide receiver three. You know, mm-hmm. um, and Austin Eckler. You know, you have to play Austin Eckler every single week. So yeah. uh, you know, whether they're going bad or they're going good, I mean, he's an RB one. Yeah, even though I, you know, I'm like, oh, they feel a little off to me for some reason. Um, this is their usual. You want to play the usual cast of characters here, and they're they're good players between you know Herbert Eckler and Allen. So um, it's kind of you know for me, it's just like you know kind of when they get out of this a little funk, which I think that they're in a little bit. But um, they definitely yeah. have the pieces to do that. So yeah, they'll, they'll explode at some point, you know. And it could be this week. Yeah. You know, one one quick note though, I I'm. I'm firmly off of the Jared Cook uh, bandwagon oh, at same, this point. I, I think that they, they're they starting to go full-on committee in terms of tight end. Donald Parham is kind of – he's the big, you know, red zone weapon for them. Um, so I, I kind of feel like Cook is uh, is fading a little bit. And, you know, with, with those tight ends, you can't afford to lose any snaps uh, if you want to be fantasy relevant. Yeah, he's been – I didn't realize this, but he had been losing uh, snap counts you know, each week since like week five. So um, he's yeah. clearly kind of being phased out. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I know we were on that train earlier in this. We season. both love Jared Cook, but we do, you but know, yeah. the, 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 the sun is setting. Yep. <laughs> the sun is setting. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the sun never sets on Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all right, let's move on to the final game. Monday night football, the giants, your giants mm-hmm. at the bucks. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I feel like this is an angry Tom Brady game, isn't it? After last it week, isn't he going to take it all out on your poor Giants? I'm very concerned about this. Yes, I think that this is the way. If you know, I'm a betting man. I'm going to bet on uh, angry Brady coming back home, coming off of two losses, just you know, beating down the Giants here. You know, and um, I think you know, like we talked about earlier earlier in the week, I was like, well, yeah, you know, I th- I can see. Daniel Jones, he could be a sneaky sleeper this week. And I've kind of fallen off of that. Although if that happens, I wouldn't be super surprised, but I wouldn't put money on that either. And um, even though, you know, the Giants are coming off of their bye, it, as always, it's just kind of a, um, it's a def or it's an offense that, you know, you can't really trust all the time. And going up against uh, the Bucks this week is probably one of those times that, um, even though it's kind of a favorable matchup, I don't know that I trust it. And honestly, I don't know who the healthy receivers are for the Giants right now. I always look kind of like just before game time because I'm just like, it's sometimes pointless. Just think it's like, I don't know, like yeah. some of these guys are playing or they're not. So I don't know. Although the thing is, I don't, is Barkley going to return in this game? I know that I there's kind of is, talk yes. about that. So that is the, yeah. 
kind of interesting thing with the Giants this week is is Barkley's return if he does that. And we're I mean it's a horrible matchup, you know, um, but it does give the Giants um, kind of an interesting uh, and you know piece this week. But it is again a horrible um, matchup for Barkley. So. Yeah, I mean, I I think Barkley is, uh, you know, he's an RB two this week mm-hmm. coming back. Um, I I think that, uh, yeah, I don't expect a lot from him in terms of rushing, but I think uh, he can catch some passes in this mm-hmm. game. Um, they're gonna just they're gonna want to get him the ball in his return. You know that they, they uh, this is they don't have a lot to play for at this point, so yeah. might as well give their fans something to feel good about and excited about. Mm-hmm. And I think they're I think they're gonna want to. Uh, especially in a primetime game. I think they're going to want to manufacture some some touches out of the backfield for Barkley. So yeah. he's definitely an RB2, but not an RB1 by mm-hmm. any stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, with the receivers, you know, I was thinking that Sterling Shepard was going to be the best receiver uh, with the Giants going forward. But then I just saw a tweet yesterday that uh, I think it was from, like, the New York Post's, like, beat reporter or mm-hmm. something saying that Shepard's unlikely to play in this game so oh, okay. uh so much for that <laughs> uh you know i think it's probably kenny galladay and, and Kadarius tony um if you're going with the giants receiver but like you said it's like pick a name out of the hat it's right. we have no idea what's going to happen with that mm-hmm. so even though it is a good matchup i'm, I'm not rushing out to uh fall into that trap yet Same. again yeah yeah and then like i said yeah the bucks yeah, I mean, I just think this is going to be a really big game for the Bucks. I think they're going to score a lot of points in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I it, it sounds like um, Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski are still going to be out. So really love uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin mm-hmm. uh, in this game, especially Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if I want to get cute and start any other pass catchers in Tampa Bay. Um, no. You know, Tyler Johnson would be the next guy, but he – he kind of had an inconsistent performance last week, and uh, Darden is kind of on the on the map now too. Mm-hmm. Um, the tight ends, like you know, you don't know if mm-hmm. it's going to be Braid or Howard or neither. So uh, there's nothing else really actionable there in a standard ten or twelve team league, I think. Um, but you know, Leonard Fournette, of course, mm-hmm. you love uh, to roll with as a, as that borderline RB one. I think it should be favorable game script, so he should mm-hmm. he should get a lot of work as well. Yeah, I kind of like him kind of in the like RB yeah RB ten kind of back end range there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have him at RB eleven. So there, there you, go. you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, like minds, they think alike. <laughs> Uh, well, I think that about does it for today. Thank you all for listening. Please do go to rosrankings.com uh, to get some more great content that we have up there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew underscore Seifter. And you can follow me at LK Auerbach. And as always, if you can rate and review, like, subscribe, ring that bell, all that fun stuff, uh, it, it greatly uh, we greatly appreciate it. It helps us. Um, thank you in advance for doing that. Thank you for listening. And good luck, everybody, in week 11. Good luck. You've been listening to the Rest of Season Rankings Podcast. Go to www.rosrankings.com for more.